Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So here we are again. Catherine Whitaker is in Roland Garros. I am not, but I'm back on the tennis podcast. Delighted to be so as well after another cracking day. I, I heard Catherine somebody say earlier on that it was stinkingly hot over there today. I mean, it doesn't look it on TV, is it? Um, there have been brief moments where it's been stinkingly hot, but it's also been chilly. It's been, well, at the moment it looks like uh, the apocalypse is coming again and uh, the storms might break over Roland Garros. Um, but yeah, it's been a little bit of everything, but overall uh, pretty pleasant. And up until this point, it's uh, 12 minutes to nine. Uh, the rain has stayed away. So we can all be grateful for that, David. Yes, well, when you were talking to Telegraph tennis correspondent Simon Briggs yesterday, it was all sorts of chat about Serena Williams and and all the matches you'd had yesterday. And today, I mean, there have been some really close calls for some of the big names, but actually they've all pretty much survived, haven't they? I mean, the one that really stands out to me is Zverev because because this was a huge test for him and and he came through it. Yeah, there was a point when Nishikori, Zverev... And Dimitrov were all just started, just embarking on fifth sets, and and at that point you'd have thought probably two out of three of them would end up coming through because you'd you'd always you know back the high ranked player I think in in a fifth set, but in the end all three of them came through. Zverev, a very easy fifth set in the end against Dusan Lajovic, uh, who I think was struggling physically towards the end. Very similar story in fact uh, with Grigor Dimitrov and Jared Donaldson. Dimitrov in his celebrations of that victory kissed his legs. He he bent over, bent pretty much double, and at the time I thought he was kissing his knees, but. Um, that that was just the portion of his leg that he was able to reach uh, while bending over. He was thanking his legs for getting him through because he faced uh, an inspired Jared Donaldson today whose body let him down at the last. I think he lost 10-8 or 11-9 in the fifth set and Jared Donaldson was cramping very badly for the majority of that fifth set. And David, do you know what that caused him to do? What? underarm serve we've had an underarm serve at Roland Garros I think we've had two of them actually I couldn't believe my eyes I, th- I thought uh, 
I thought maybe it hadn't been a. I was watching on the monitor in our in our Eurosport um, little gallery that we have here, and I caught it at the corner of my eye, and I assumed maybe it was a a. a, a I don't know, a, a dummy run of a point or he was hitting the ball to the ball kids or something. I, I just could not believe my eyes. Um, and I think I then fist pumped just at the joy of having witnessed an underarm serve. I know it was I know it was more out of necessity than anything else from Donaldson because his legs simply wouldn't propel him up to the ball to serve. But still, many a player has been in that situation before and not dared hit an underarm serve. So I kind of loved it and it won him the point. Grigor Dimitrov uh, rifled the ball long. I think the second time he did it, it didn't win him the point. But 50-50, not not bad at all. So, um, yeah, Jared Donaldson, uh, that is the sort of match that will harden him uh, and go on to make him fitter and stronger. But Grigor Dimitrov... um, yeah, he said it was his fitness trainers that got him through that match today and nothing more. He said he felt he could have gone on for another couple of hours, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And Nishikori also a winner in five sets on Chatrier against uh, the sometimes brilliant and the sometimes ever so flaky, now grey-haired Benoit Paire. Two days ago, he was white-haired. He's now grey-haired. So he's obviously um, preparing for all possible scenarios of old age. Actually, I have had somebody write in to to us on Twitter at Tennis Podcast. Can you please discuss Benoit Pair's hair and update us on how his call back for his audition for James Bond's Evil Henchman Number Two is going? I just, I just don't know what to say, David. I really am left speechless by the hair of Benoit Pair. And then he also, um, he also wears a hat during the match. So then I sort of think, well, what was the point in in doing that to yourself Benoit <laughs> if you're not going to show it off on the on the uh, on the biggest stage yeah I mean yeah again it's not not necessarily a style decision that I would make but good luck to him <laughs> see I can I can forgive Benoit Pair quite a lot you see because he has got his own Twitter account in which on a daily basis he just takes a picture of his own food uh his own dinner yeah, and i know that's you sort of i know how much you hate, I hate most in the world david people that photograph their food for social media purposes <laughs> I know, I get criticised <laughs> every time I try uh, to send you a picture of what I've had for dinner. So, um, yeah, well, I like it. and uh, no one cares but you. N- uh, no. Not you personally. I mean, yes, you personally in this instance, but nobody cares. What nobody if I come cares. up with an absolute joy of a dish? I don't even care what, you know, Donald Trump is having for dinner. So I definitely Trump, don't care Trump. what Benoit Pair or David Law is having for dinner. Oh. Thanks a bunch. Well, I'd, I'd love to know what you're having for dinner, but then I can already guess it's a cheese board deluxe. Yeah, it may it? or may not so. be steak and chips. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, Wendy, by the way, was the one who was asking about Benoit Pair's hair. Just a quick name chit there. I was also asking, uh, or I was also trying to big up my own sort of half prediction that uh, Dusan Lajevic would cause problems for uh, Alexander Zverev. And lo and behold, that's what happened. Although you weren't having any of that when I suggested that on our group I just chat, don't. I Matt. just think cause problems for, in quotation marks, is such an absolute cop-out of a prediction. What does that mean? Does that mean... You know, uh, yeah, uh, too vague, too vague. It's it's very much uh, setting out a very uh, a very fine net, a very broad net for uh, for grasping credit 
for yourself. Yes. That is not... That is obviously not a metaphor that works, but uh, it's the end of a long day, David, and I hope I hope day. the listeners understand what I mean. It, anyway, a, I can tell you're like desperate deal, for though, a, a modicum of credit, and I, I will give you that, because boy, did Dusan Lajevic ch- challenge uh, Zverev. Certainly, I mean, he was setting a breakdown, and then he was two sets to one down, and... You know, Lajevic is a flashy player, gorgeous single-handed backhand, moves well on the clay. He's been to the fourth round here before um, a few years ago. I think he ended up losing pretty handily to, to Novak Djokovic. But, you know, he can play on this surface for sure. Um, and Zverev looked full of self-doubt and was making a load of errors. And he's he's the sort of player, Zverev, that when it's not working, he can look very ordinary because he's not necessarily a shot maker. That's not to say he doesn't have brilliant shots in his arsenal. It's just not the way he chooses to to implement his game. So when it's not working, when it's malfunctioning a bit, he can look quite ordinary. And that's what he, that's what he did today. And he had to dig very, very deep. And I just wonder whether this time that sort of a a, um, a startling experience might harden him uh, rather than weaken his confidence. I think it could just be the making of him in Grand Slam yeah. tennis. Watch this It felt face. like a huge deal to me because looking back over his results of last year, he lost in four sets here to Fernando Vadasco, same sort of stage. He lost in four sets to, to Borna Choric. Now, stylistically they may look different in terms of you know Vadasco's a left-hander and and Chorich is a two-hander on the backhand side whereas Lajevic is right-handed and a single-handed backhand but what they share in common is they are bulls of men they just keep on coming and they are broad-shouldered and they are tough and rugged and they will take you on head to head and just keep on making you dig deep and and frankly Zverev came up short twice last year in those matches and he's done it before and two sets to one down today against an opponent that was really just pushing him around it was one of those moments where you thought well okay I'm not saying this is win or bust in your career of course it's not but sooner or later if you're going to win a slam you're going to have to win a match like this over the best of five sets it ignited another five set debate on on social media with our good friend Ben Rothenberg but I just felt that it was so interesting to look deep into the soul of Alexander Zverev and just just see how how much do you want this how much are you prepared to give of yourself in order to keep going in this tournament and and well he came up with the answers no on court coaching and you know I mean that was perfect example where if you had on-court coaching he would probably have had a coach on after the third set and I felt as much as I love on-court coaching it was just fascinating watching this guy work it out for himself congratulations to him it was a really good good win for him in the end yeah, and I don't know if anybody's seen the the transcript of his press conference, but um, it's definitely a different side of uh, of Sasha Zverev. Whether it's a conscious decision or whether it's something that's coming naturally, he's been a bit. Um, his attitude towards the press in the last couple of years has definitely been more of the you need me more than I need you. There's certainly been a little bit of standoffishness and frostiness. You know, he's been repeatedly asked about having his brother on tour because, you know, he's still new to a lot of people. A lot of these Grand Slams, certainly for the last couple of years, people have been seeing him and speaking to him for the first time. You know, not everybody travels on the tour week in, week out and has the chance to to ask him this stuff. And he's given pretty short shrift to 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 some journalists that have asked him what I consider to be... Um, 
pretty legitimate questions. But today, David, he was absolutely charming, really, really charming. Um, in particular, there's a there's a radio reporter here from from Yorkshire, um, and he has a really thick, gorgeous Yorkshire accent, re- but really, really thick. You know, <laughs> even some English speaking players have been <laughs> been struggling to interpret him. Um, Carl Edmund, incidentally, picked up on his Yorkshire accent after after a couple of words uttered. Stops him in his tracks and said, "You from Yorkshire?" Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, Alex Verov and uh, this uh, Yorkshire radio reporter, whose name um, I have actually forgotten, uh, but will look up and will give credit on um, on Twitter. So bear with me. They had this gorgeous little exchange about uh, his Yorkshire accent on on uh, in Sasha Zverev's press conference, and he is he has promised. Has Verev to give this guy at least one question should he make the final here? He's promised that uh, just because of the gorgeousness of his accent, he will be granted a prized question uh, with Alex Verev should he uh, should he make the final here? Jonathan Pinfield is his name. There we go. I'm just looking up. Uh, he is on social media, as you can say, and uh, and he's delighted at his sudden fame at the hands of uh, Alexander Zverev. And why not? The, my him? producer and I are, are trying uh, to think of creative uh, ideas of ways we can somehow get him on the telly. We want to do some. <laughs> we want to do some sort of legitimate feature with Jonathan Pinfield from Yorkshire. Well, he looks absolutely bang up for it to, to me, and and uh, he's po- posted a picture of a, a flat cap on his uh, on his tweet about the subject, which which I think is magnificent as well. So, well done. Um, anyway, and well done, Alexander Vero. I, f- I just felt that was such a big win for him, and uh, and one of a few, as you say, Dimitrov going through in in five. We've had a, a win for Jeremy Chardy in five over Thomas Burdick, whose miserable year goes on. Uh, also, on the men's side of the draw, you mentioned Nishikori eventually prevailing who was he playing again i can't, I can't even remember who he's ben playing Pair. we've been oh, through this we've been done the hair this, yeah. we've done uh, the tringoletti lost oh no i know i know without much fanfare loser. at all i felt sorry for the bloke you know all of that in fact actually when when we were in the media scrum awaiting our pool interview with marco tringoletti uh the other day you know felt like an absolute circus which incidentally he handled with such grace um, and humor but somebody did lean over to me uh, and sort of just pointed to this incredible sea of journalists um, and said you know it'll never ever be like this again for Marco Trongoliti even with a good wind behind him you know even if he some somehow ends up having you know a bit of a renaissance in his career he's still not going to experience anything like this again so I sort of had those words ringing in my ear as uh, as I saw him losing to um, to Cecchinato on court nine this morning but anyway it remains a wonderful story regardless of the follow-up it remains a wonderful story it is one of those though isn't it I mean it was kind of similar when Marcus Willis had his run a a couple of years ago at Wimbledon and you can you've got to be very careful not to assume that this is normal if you get wrapped up in that because yeah people people disappear who incidentally has got himself in a lot of hot water on social media hasn't he but uh, this is opening a, a can of worms in terms of a debate topic which we might have to address uh at a later date when we can do it justice but he said unequivocally that he doesn't believe any slams should give grand sl- uh, should give wild cards to to players not from the home country he thinks they should mm. all be reserved for players from that country i think it was a, a topic that arose as a result of the controversy surrounding former champion 
Francesca Schiavone having to qualify here. Um, but anyway, sorry, worms open, can open, worms everywhere. We'll, we yeah, will think, address it. I think he slightly rode back from it in the end. Uh, did he? And, 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 and gave... Yeah, it didn't, talk... it didn't go down brilliantly, did it? No, no, he got a bit of stick for that one. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway... If only Goran th- Ivanovic were on Twitter, David, you can only imagine... Well, I think I think Goran was somebody he cited in the end as somebody that he he absolutely felt was warranting of a wild card. It was a hero of his. Um, but actually, yeah, it's 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 one we can maybe do in one of our listener question specials yes. if if people are fancy fancy us getting into that in in a few weeks from now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Other matches of note today on the... On the men's side, Novak Djokovic, a straight sets winner, seven six six four six four, over Munar of uh, Spain, who is uh, somebody Jaume. in the Dow. What, what's his name? Jaume Munar. Jaume. I was oh, great taught name. that great. by a Spanish speaker to, today. Thanks very much. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> it, 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 just, just a mini episode of Pronunciation Corner for you there, David. Yes. I hadn't got a clue, I must say. Anyway, all um, I knew is that Nadal said he'd got zero chance. But anyway, straight sets win in the end for Djokovic. I, I was interested in watching the commentary um, of Simon Reid and Mats Verlander talking about this match. And they, they kept remarking about how quiet Djokovic was out there, how little emotion he was, he was expressing. He was flat again, David. He was flat. It was uh, it was like his first round match uh, against Rogero Dutra Silva. You know, on paper, decent scoreline. Obviously, has good enough skills to get him through but as soon as he gets tested he is not he's on current 
evidence he's not going to pass the tests maybe he needs a test to bring the energy out of him that is entirely well, I was possible say, but right do you not now feel that he's just maybe playing within himself and and keeping keeping maybe, a little bit it, of that in but reserve we, we saw we used to see that from from Djokovic summarily in the early stages of grand slams and he still had the intensity he 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 was able to to play within himself but maintain the the intensity and it was it, it's different now it's definitely different he does more of the sort of you know slightly sarcastic celebrations of things you know a bit Andy Murray-esque in that respect you know the sort of ironic ironic uh, eye rolls or ironic applauding of himself and you know he just looked sort of dejected quite a lot of the time and yeah I, it could well be that as soon as he gets a a test like the Nishikori match in in Rome or indeed the Nadal match in Rome he will rise to it and that will bring bring the tiger out of him but at the moment it's not there no okay um on the women's side Simona Halep I, I was a a little bit concerned I have to say for my prediction of a Simona Halep title victory when she lost the first set 6-2 against Alison Risk today but uh, disaster predictions wise averted when she managed to reel off the next 2-6-1-6-1 did, did you get to see any of that I mean what is the what is the feel around the women's draw at the moment Serena Williams aside who's obviously taking all the attention I mean does is there a feel over there as to as to who's a favourite at the moment I haven't heard anybody use the term favourite even, David, in respect of of the women's draw. I think, yeah, I think odds-wise, the joint favourites are Halep and Svitolina. Uh, That was certainly the case at the start of the tournament. They were were joint favourites, but, you know, not by any, you know, stretch at all. And uh, I don't think today's performance against Alison Risk uh, will do her odds any favours I think it can largely be put down to to nerves and tension from Halep those two definitely win uh, the odd score line of the day award 266161 I think uh, Halep the winner I mean obviously she, she you know, she's by far uh, the better player particularly on this surface so um, that shone through in the end but she looked pretty paralysed in that opening set so could it is it just a first match thing the fact that it was held over from yesterday could all be down to that or it could be that she's feeling the stress of not having won a slam yet and being world number one time will tell I think I spoke to uh, Caroline Wozniacki's brother Patrick earlier who travels with her a lot I think he used to be a professional footballer and uh, he described her as having a chance but not a big one to win here very much playing down uh, her chances of success on clay said she's she's got better on clay. You remember back in the day she used to describe herself as feeling like Bambi on ice on clay in terms of movement. She just couldn't adjust to it at all. She's he talked about you know how she's added a drop shot to her game and she's done her best to adapt, but she'll never feel on clay like she does on a hard court. And you know some people don't and and can't. But uh, he's certainly not counting her out of the running. But equally, I don't think on the clay she matches up to her her second seeding necessarily um and then you look further down the draw and you're in sort of Kvitova Pliskova territory you might even have a little look at Kiki Burton's you heard Simon Briggs's thoughts yesterday about um Serena Williams he thinks she's losing to Ash Barty I certainly think that is the real test tomorrow against you, you Ash spoke Barty. to Patrick Moritoglu today didn't you 
How did that I go? did, yeah. He said he wasn't surprised by anything he saw yesterday. That was pretty much the performance he was expecting from Serena, which is interesting because he's the one that has seen her every single day for the last six weeks on the practice court. Um, he said her movement isn't quite as good, wasn't quite as good as it has been in practice, but he puts that down to nerves. He said she was very nervous and it was every bit as big a moment for her as it was for us all watching her and anticipating you know the return of of the queen of tennis um which i like i like the idea of serena williams being nervous i really really like that um so yeah tomorrow's tomorrow's the one david tomorrow's when we'll see i think she's allowed us in hasn't she serena williams the last couple of years she's allowed herself to show vulnerability and i think that that i mean look she's always had a huge fan base but vulnerability and frankly, that's something everybody feels at some point in their life. And I think it is it it's, makes her a lot more relatable for, for, for the average fan who maybe hasn't bought into her story before. But uh, but I think increasingly is doing so. Yeah, definitely. And I think using her powers for good. I think that's certainly how I see it. Now, look, I'm not suggesting she's a saint and, you know, it's no accident. I'm not naive. It's no accident that yesterday she rocks up on court in a catsuit and today she's launching her clothing line. I know know that's not an accident. However, she has launched a clothing line today, David, Uh yes. Cool. (laughs) Um, But equally, I think you can do that and, uh, and... you know, have a, a, a slightly selfish or more cynical motivation, depending how, how you want to look at it, and also realise the good you can do by walking onto court in, in a in a black like or cat suit and saying, I'm doing this for, for all the mums out there that had a difficult pregnancy. I think you can be both things. And I think mm-hmm. letting us into to her complexity um, as, a, as a character is, is a really good thing. Yes, I would agree with that. A couple of other results. You mentioned Svitolina. She was a winner today, 6-3, Petra Kvitova, 6-love, 6-4 over Lara Arubarena. So none of the the worries that she had in the first round at all for her. Uh, Naomi Osaka, a straight sets winner. At the moment, I've Who no one's uh, talking about, David. No one's talking about her. Nor Madison Keys, who... We had big plans to to go to Madison Keys' press conference today because... uh, we, we we were looking for quotes on the cat suit, uh, quite frankly, and uh, Madison Keys was not requested so for press. That is how that is how under the radar Madison Keys is flying. Oh, really, here. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's um, it's it's just interesting, isn't it, to to watch players like Keys and Osaka, who are massive hitters, who could just knock people off the court, and neither one of them yet have really found their feet completely on clay. I know Madison Keys did make the final of Rome a couple of years ago. She lost to Serena there. So it's in there. But can they string it together? Sloane Stevens incidentally won today, 6-2, 6-2. And Patrick McEnroe uh, immediately went on social media and said, you're looking at the champion. Sloane Stevens. Hey, has he been listening to the tennis podcast with Simon Briggs? Is, it, is Simon Briggs' uh, prediction that as well? Not officially. He didn't have the guts, David, to put it down put pen to paper. But wow. uh, as he told me yesterday, that's that his heart was telling him Stevens. Wow, that's uh, a great and, one. And uh, I think with the encouragement of Stuart Fraser of the Times, he uh, <laughs> he changed his mind to to something more conservative. But yeah, he said he had a little feeling for for Stone Stevens. Like it, Dori like Kazakina like as well. Currently on court, set and break up against Flipkins. No one's talking about her. 
I think, well, David Law has been in his predictions because she's in my, she's certainly in my quarterfinals uh, at the very ah. least. So, you know, we'll see, won't we? Uh, I wish I'd said that when she's a bit further in the draw. But anyway, <laughs> uh, out the corner of my eye, I can just see uh, Cameron Norrie on court at the moment. He's two sets to love down against Luca Puy in fading light, uh, Roland Garros. He did just have a break of serve, did Norrie, for two love in the third set, but alas, it has gone. Puy has played really well. And it's one of those really weird atmospheres it seems to me at least on the tv you tell me but it's quiet out there because it's so oh, late it's, it's you know it's, it's not like completely it should be right now. bizarre david after the nishikori pair match the place completely emptied uh and there was absolutely nobody in the philip chateau stadium for the uh, wozniaki match against garcia perez and i think if that had developed into a, some kind of a, a contest it might have filled up a bit but it ended up being six one six love or six love six one uh so nobody took a look at the scoreboard and thought well i'd, I'd better head back to philip chatrier and uh take a look at that brilliant tennis um, so it's ended up being an extremely bizarre situation for, for Cameron Norrie to, to experience for his first time on Philippe Chatrier. Absolutely not at all what he would have prepared for mentally. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just gutted for him. So I spoke to him a couple of days ago after his first round victory. He was so excited about the occasion and the moment and the atmosphere and... He was really up for being the underdog and, and uh, you know, responding to that and, you know, being a bit of a street fighter and experiencing a bit of Davis Cup style atmosphere. And he's just not got any of that. You know, we, we shot him, um, we got some shots of him hitting on Chatrier for the first time this morning. Um, and uh, he, he had his hit and he looked really calm and composed. And then he sat down at the side of the court for the last two minutes of his allotted time. And he just took a video of his surroundings and uh, you know he's a pretty he's a pretty cool customer Cameron Norrie he, he takes everything in his stride but it was really nice to see him obviously relishing that moment and then for it to, you know look first world problems I know he's still playing a match on uh, on court Philippe Chatre, but it's just not it's not what any of us would have envisaged and uh, yeah it's, ju- it's just tricky I think and Puy with his experience is let's be honest rising to the bizarreness of the occasion because the set and a half that I saw it was some of the best tennis I've seen from Puy since pretty much since we saw him beat Nadal at the US Open a couple of years ago yeah, he's playing. He's doing to to Norrie what what he did to the British players in that Davis Cup tie as well. Um, just a couple of quick ones on, on this as well. I mean, Norrie's clearly trying to extend this overnight. I mean, it's it's, it's quarter past nine local time in Paris. I mean, that they're, they're not going to get beyond this set. So if Norrie could somehow win it, you, you know, maybe maybe it's a different match if they come back tomorrow. The final thing on this this match, though, what is Tommy Haas doing in Luca Puy's? coaching box applauding him i mean this is the tournament director of indian wells it it seems like a slightly strange situation i don't have an answer to that david i'd clocked it as well from what i can tell um nobody had wind of this everybody seems to be responding in the same way and i would expect that to be a question that's answered in the post-match press conference so Mm. watch this space i will will do the uh, requisite information gathering Excellent. Right, well, Catherine, I think you better go get your cheese board in for the night. Uh, tomorrow, we have a, a full order of play already out. Uh, it will include Kyle Edmund on the agenda. He is going to be up on court number three, I believe, on the centre yeah. court tomorrow. Brits back to back, David. Heather Watson followed by Kyle Edmund on court three. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and on the uh, court, Philippe Chatrier, there's Chilich to start, then Simona Halep against Taylor Townsend, Julian Beneteau against Juan Martin Del Potro, then Serena Williams against Ash Barty. I will not be missing that. Nadal is on Susan Longlon tomorrow, third on against Guido Peya. Uh, we also Pella. have on... Oh, Pella. Pella, you're right, of course. That's right, I got that wrong last time. And on court one, it is... They keep doing this to us, Catherine. Second time in a row that they've put Shapovalov and Sharapova back-to-back just to make my eyes hurt uh, <laughs> when I'm scanning down the order of play to get me confused. Uh, another quick one as well. Court 18, Fabio Fanini against Elias Ema. Elias Ema from uh, Sweden, rather. He had his first Grand Slam uh, win the other day, and uh, the winner of that could play Kyle Edmund as well, who's up against Marton Fucevic from Hungary. Fucevic, and Lucy yes. Lucy. Safarova against Karolina Pliskova. That is a, a match uh, to look forward to. Safarova reaching the final, of course, um, a, a few years ago. So, two sets to love for Puy as we leave you at two all. Check in on the results online. They'll be out there. We'll talk about it tomorrow if it's uh, worth talking about, uh, if something else different's happened. Catherine, thank you for your company. We have been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Go and check out their website and the paper tomorrow. There's loads of good stuff from Simon. He's, uh, he's, he's knocking out those words it's like crazy at the moment <laughs> we have been brought to you also in association with our executive producers melanie bows tennisballs.com and triple s and of course our mascot is charlie the ferret we'll be back with another tennis podcast tomorrow see you then mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.